Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Give it to me! Hi, Mollywood. I'm Tom Merritt. Oh, oh, hi, Tom Merritt. And hello to all of you. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast that, in fact, you all support all day, every day. I know you're just thinking about how great it is and how you can't wait to support us. And it is, in fact, the show where summer may be ending, back to school shopping may be occurring, but the sun will not set. On our thing spotting. Oh, no, the seasons may wane, but we will be here to bring you things no matter what. British Empire, look in your rearview mirror because the sun never sets on the thing empire. Nice. I knew that that came from somewhere that Tom was going to (laughs) know. See? Teamwork. That's why we love this show. (laughs) Teamwork makes the things work. Makes the things work. In this particular case. Um, (laughs) Oh, now I want us to have t-shirts. Uh, my first thing is just a personal observation. I'm, I'm abusing my privilege as a thing master to just point out something I saw the other day. And I was like, wait a minute. That's still a thing. And I'm <laughs> surprised now that I think about it. Clipboards. Person with a clipboard. You immediately assume knows what they're doing. <laughs> How could that possibly be? I mean, I'm cracking up because, oh, my goodness, you are so totally right. And for those of you who don't know about this sort of like ongoing, uh, I don't know, truism, there's just been this longstanding sense. You see it in movies all the time, like heist movies. It's a mainstay. If, if you want to look important, you carry a clipboard. And somehow you're totally right. That's still yeah. true. Did you recently see someone with a clipboard? So I was out walking the dog. Uh, mm-hmm. and every once in a while you'll see a van, uh, when you're out walking the dog, right? Uh, they often say, you know, Roto-Rooter or, you know, HVAC repair or whatever. Uh, this one was unmarked. So when you see the unmarked, you're always a little bit like, eh, what's going on there? Guy yeah. sitting in the front seat with a clipboard. And I immediately was like, uh, oh, got a clipboard. And then I caught myself. I was like, what does that mean? Who even <laughs> uses clipboards anymore? Right. But they do. Right? We haven't entirely switched over to tablets, <laughs> apparently. People are using the clip. It's not like it's the you know first clipboard I'd seen in a long time. And I'm like, right. wow, in the world of technology, where you literally could do everything that you would do on a clipboard on a tablet, and many things are, uh, clipboard's still powerful. Still yeah. a powerful symbol and still being used. And still being used, which makes a lot of sense. Tablets are expensive. They're kind of buggy. Like, you don't want to take them into the field in a lot of cases. If you're doing, like, landscaping, why are you going to have your tablet there just getting yep, dirty yep. and sitting in the sun? But you're so right. And maybe it's a generational thing. But if I saw someone holding a clipboard, I would totally be like, oh, yeah, they're working. Yeah. Uh, and they're SCW, working and they're probably the boss. SCW Lung, uh, totally true. There's a subcategory person walking toward your front door with clipboard totally oh, different totally trouble. different vibe you're running away you're Total like trouble. uh what are they trying to sign me up person with clipboard outside grocery store uh what's the petition for right but the the sort of like minding their own business sitting in a car 
not looking at you standing outside a building with a, especially if they've got a work uniform on you're like oh you know someone although knows what they're doing. i gotta i mean i gotta point out that even the examples you've just gave of the clipboards that you want to run away from those people have still been imbued by the power to make you flee mm. simply mm-hmm. by carrying their clipboard the powerful clipboard right the clipboard has given them the power to literally scare you away right Right. If they didn't have that clipboard, they'd look totally innocuous. You'd be like, oh, it must be my neighbor coming over to tell me about something or whatever. Now, but if they if have a clipboard, forget it. If you see someone answering a rotary dial phone, you're going to be like, what is up with that? You know, right. if you're, you're like walk into a lobby and say like, oh, is this like some kind of retro vibe they're trying to go on? But a clipboard? No, we don't think like, ooh, old fashioned. We're like, oh, yeah, clipboard still still current. Still very, made very it important. Into the modern age, unscathed. It really has. I love that. It's a delightful throwback thing that still suggests power, signature gathering, yeah, or something that is official. And I've official. I've been around people using tablets for this stuff, for sure. Yeah, uh, you know, with home inspections and things like that. But not everybody. Yeah, clipboard, clipboard is not dead, not yet. Oh, that's amazing. I love that one. Um. Speaking of, I guess, officials in positions of power, I think everybody knows that like all the things are being said on Twitter all the time. And we have talked about subcategories on social media Mm. Mm -hmm. a lot. But I'm going to say that one that has risen above even just the mere existence of itself as a subcategory is law Twitter. Like there's lots of kinds of Twitter. That are right. awesome. There's oh, yeah. music Twitter and politics Twitter and There's black Twitter. There's almost innumerable amount of Twitter. Hockey Twitter. Like, yeah, you just could pick, you know. But I really do think that law Twitter has become a special case, especially at a time when so many weird things are, are happening related to the law. Like everyone is suddenly a constitutional scholar on whether presidents can uh, be indicted or everyone <laughs> Has a lot to say about how, you know, the FBI should investigate this and that and then the, the NSA and the this. And, but there's this combination of like actual lawyers, uh-huh. which is really interesting and cool uh, like law and crime dot com, I think is the or it might be dot org, but it's like a law and crime dot com. Yeah, which is a news site that is sort of fundamentally law oriented. But they have this, the guy who runs it, Dan Abrams, is constantly doing like incredible uh twitter what am i looking for threads tweet Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. storms and then every single time that there was like a hearing in the release the kraken era where (laughs) some crazy lawyer would just say you know i'm going to show up in court and provide a bunch of evidence of like electoral fraud then law twitter would just go crazy live tweeting the hearings and it's like incredibly smart twitter it's very witty usually Mm -hmm. And there's just something sort of like special and amazing about it, such that every time there is a legal event, I have found myself literally running to Twitter to be like, oh, my God, it is going to be such a fun day on law Twitter. So what fascinates me about this, the way you're describing it, is often, let's say, I don't know, let me pick at random, virology Twitter Right. becomes a meltdown of people who actually know what they're talking about against the armchair experts. But it sounds like with law Twitter, there might be a little more peaceful coexistence of the actual lawyers and the armchair experts. Yeah, I That's think cool. so. Yeah. Like the, it's a really wonderful crossover of people who actually know what they're talking about. 
and tweet law stuff in an accessible mm-hmm. and humorous way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, it really cool. is delightful. I think that this guy, Pope Hat, kind of kicked it off in a way. His name's Ken White, and he's like a RICO lawyer. Oh, really? Like yeah. uh, like a uh, uh, um, uh, racketeering? That racketeering. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Yep, exactly. And I, I really do think that actually he kind of kicked off the popularity of law Twitter by being sort of like baller lawyer Twitter mm-hmm. guy. There's a, there's a guy named Seth Abramson who has gotten – Maybe like a little bit crazy, <laughs> but <laughs> okay. had re- had really good, interesting. Uh, I'm looking him up now, but he's very he's a, like a corruption Twitter guy. He wrote a book about, I think Trump, um, and is a journalist. But he like there there were sort of two of them that started the like law Twitter popularity, and now it's just I'm sorry, it's really fun. Like when you see some bananas hearing happening it's outstanding so specifically related to like government sounds like i mean that's when it's the most fun yeah, yeah, is yeah when yeah. The, or or the most insightful you know when there are like hearings happening like certainly all of the election fraud hearings mm-hmm. were incredible law twitter content what about like the epic apple case or yeah know, there'll be some of those stuff like mm-hmm. that yeah yeah okay yeah i gotcha definitely gotcha. at law twitter man it's Can I tell you my favorite fun. Twitter subculture that I discovered and and just lurk and never participate in, but enjoy nonetheless? Yeah, lizard Twitter. What? Like litter li- lizard like lizard? Herpetologists have a whole <laughs> sub Twitter about <laughs> lizards, and they play find the lizard every once in a while. One of them will like have a particularly challenging picture that there's a lizard in and. I, it was started by a particular herpetologist, uh, but others now uh, participate from time to time. And it'll be like, who can find the lizard? And everybody's like responding with like, oh, I finally found it. It took me a little bit. And nobody spoils it for anybody else. And it's this fun game of like, find the lizard. And then there's also like just lizard <laughs> facts and sharing the research about lizards. And it's totally not a thing unless you're a herpetologist. <laughs> then it's totally a thing. Oh, my God. You have to be a herpetologist, by the way, to say and or play a game called Find the Lizard with a straight face. With a straight face. Yeah. And not make any yeah. that's what she said jokes about mm-hmm. that at all. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, my other thing today is not Find the Lizard. It's tea glitter. Have you run into tea glitter yet? No. And I'm so curious. I just saw these two words together in the rundown and I was like, I need more. So we were uh, trying out a new coffee shop in Burbank, beautiful downtown Burbank, California. Uh, and Eileen noticed that the tea she was ordering on the touchless, you know, order on your app for the pickup thing offered glitter. And she's like, dare, dare I? <laughs> like, like, yes, you should. So she got it. At first, we were a little disappointed because it didn't look like it was in there. I was like, oh, I wonder if it like looks pretty on top. But when you get it to go... You know, it doesn't really work. And we we're like, okay. Then we noticed she set it down in the sun and you could see the glitter in the tea, in the sunlight. And we're like, oh, there it is. It's gorgeous. <laughs> it's beautiful. There's glitter in the tea. So then, totally unrelated, same day, we're watching uh, a YouTuber who documents her life in Korea, but she's in California. And so she's doing some California stuff and she goes to a tea shop and gets tea glitter, but this tea glitter is different than what Eileen got. It's like a pattern 
of gold leaf that they put and it floats on top of the tea. What? Yeah. Wow. So it's like, um, cause for a while it was flower tea. I mean, flower tea has been around for a long time right? where you put the, you know, you put the like shriveled up flower in there and then it blossoms and then it into. Blossoms, right. Yeah. This is just the glitter but this version is just of that. Glitter. Yeah. There's literally a website and product called brew glitter. Brewglitter.com. Totally a thing. Iced tea glitter. Oh my biscuits. See, this is why we can't lock down again because <laughs> it's only out in the world that you would right? ever come across something as bananas and like, as tea I probably glitter. would have seen it in the YouTuber's video, but it may not have just like struck me because it was like, oh, she's doing a thing in San Diego and maybe that's a thing that I don't know. But then having yeah. that same day, the real life experience and having it be slightly different, like, oh, ours was like sparkly glitter in the tea. Hers is like a mm-hmm. thing that lays on the top. So there's variations like that's an indication of a thing. Wow, that is amazing. Afi James in the uh, Discord says edible glitter for beer was a thing for a hot second, but it died super cl- quick. That's not a that's not a totally expected crossover. I can't really see <laughs> glitter and beer going together exactly. Maybe I'm stereotyping, but but tea and glitter actually kind of makes perfect sense. Yeah. And it was really There's, pretty, you know, in that light brown tea with the sparkles and Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, that is incredible. Tea glitter. You find the best things. Seriously. (laughs) So do you. I always feel like I'm I'm working like to keep up because you're always on it. What? Stop. No. In fact, my second thing I just literally got from the internet because I was like, I'm sorry, this is a thing. And apparently it is. And that thing is this word zaddy. See, I had no idea. (laughs) This is amazing. I know I didn't either, and it's incredible. And I think it's been around for a minute. And it is a it is a relative of Daddy, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, which I believe we talked about when Manny emailed us about it. This idea of calling people Daddy, right. which is like the slightly pornier version of Bestie. <laughs> <laughs> and now there's this word Zaddy, w- Daddy with a Z, and it means like hot older man. How and did it's they very specific? Get- <laughs> the z i don't know like what is the z about that's the part that still fascinates me here i know and sort of simultaneously i learned that christopher maloney is kind of a big deal the actor and that he is a kind of a thing and there were a whole series of headlines this is how i discovered this word zaddy and then i looked it up and i was like wow apparently this is totally real scw so- lung points out it probably came from sugar daddy which i could totally see and that christopher maloney being hot is a thing and that he is like uber duber zaddy, I guess. Ty Dolla Sign did a song called Zaddy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And it's been, that was like 2016. Like Zaddy has been around, mm. but apparently is considered now mainstream enough to be just used in headlines like on Yahoo News <laughs> and things of that nature. Slang term for an attractive man and it seems to have morphed specifically into like an older hot guy. Which like I just find dazzle amazing. and daddy. Somehow? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't know. Or it's a, oh, wait, wait. According to yourtango.com, don't know what that is. It says it could be the word zaddy is a phonetically created fusion of the words swag and daddy. The, the sw of swag turns into a Z sound. 
Zwaddy. Okay, that's that's uh, linguistically uh, sophisticated. If that's but nice. I can tell you, this is how much of a thing it is, and that is that uh, in, <laughs> right, right, on right. July twentieth, it was added to dictionary.com. Wow. Okay. Among several other words, so that must be the moment where some you know intrepid youngster headline writers were like, "Oh yeah, totally, we can definitely put this in a headline." <laughs> Who's your zaddy now? Who's your zaddy now? <laughs> Christopher Boom. Maloney, apparently. <laughs> Christopher Maloney, evidently. Something. You get this is sort of a two for one thing situation. One yeah, thing. Definitely. <laughs> Christopher. And then there was an article in Miriam Webster, the Zaddy of all words. When he's so fine, it makes you say Zam. And I'm trying ah, to find the date stamp uh-huh. on that. But yeah. Yep. Now it's sort of one of those where like much like Chugi, clearly it's been around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now you're going to start to hear it and you will know because I did not know until these articles. So also, yeah, turns out Christopher Maloney, pretty hot. Hmm. Never really he knew that. He has been showing not a, like, a up law a and bunch in like commercials and promos and, and stuff. So yeah, I'll buy, I'll buy that too. And he said he's delighted to be a zaddy, but he himself also just found out what the hell that is. <laughs> <laughs> did so. you know you're a zaddy? No. What is that? That's how that conversation goes. And then he oh, was like, that's Thank great. Thank you. Yeah, so it's a good one. I'm yeah. never going to use it out loud again. That's that's enough times to have said that, but now we all know. <laughs> so if you find a really old spider, is it a zaddy long legs? Wow, man. Wow. It depends on how good looking it is. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's one so. of those janky ones with like only one leg or that's like part it. of a leg it's not, or whatever. Yeah, you don't go with age with the spider. You're like, man, that... That's a really good looking daddy long leg. That's a zaddy long leg. That's a zaddy long leg. (laughs) So great. (laughs) Uh, Well, with that, we move on (sighs) to your things. Feedback at it's a thing dot me. Keep them coming. You guys are great. Francis needs a thing check. Molly, are you ready? I'm ready. Bring it on. As one does, Francis was cosplaying Rick Sanchez this weekend at Atlanta Comic-Con. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. What I noticed as I walked around was young kids knowing who I was. The one that made me a little judgmental and think, is this a thing, was a child in an umbrella stroller stand on the strap yelling Rick at the top of their lungs as I walked by. (laughs) I must admit, my first thought was bad parenting. Is it a thing now to have younger kids watch non-age-appropriate animation as it is a cartoon? I would be thankful for an alternative explanation. I did not have this issue with my daughter, who is now 14, as she would cover her eyes and run out of the room when the evil stepsisters tore off Cinderella's dress. (laughs) Rick Sanchez, by the way, is the like evil scientist in Rick and Morty, for those of you who don't know. Um but I will say that when I hear kids yell Rick or think about it, I just picture that skit with um, Amy Poehler yeah. and where she's sort of like that ADHD girl and she just runs around her uncle Rick, 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 Rick. <laughs> Love that. Um, I think if it anyway, makes Francis yes. feel any better, there are it's lots of ways that kids can be aware of Rick from Rick and Morty without having watched, you know, the episode where there are sentient sperm or things like that. Um, uh-huh. Uh, I, I think, first of all, they're in cartoon. They're in uh, commercials, like for Wendy's and stuff. That alone could be like, they oh, are. you yeah. know, especially if the parents get really excited, like, oh, look, it's a Rick and Morty cartoon. You know, that could call attention to it. Uh, they may have been selectively shown episodes that are 
acceptable. I have a friend who does that. And this year has been like, I can't show them any this year. But usually yeah. can pick a handful that they can share with their kids to kind of, you know, ease them into more adult things. So it doesn't have to be like parents abandoning all principles and just like, yeah, sure. Watch Rick and Morty. We don't care if it scars you. Yeah, it doesn't have to be. But increasingly, I do think it is, especially probably in pandemic time. <laughs> I mean, there might be some of that, right? It's like I have mean definitely noticed it, but... younger and younger mm. kids watching The Simpsons, which is the gateway drug to all of these sort of stoner cartoons, which I sure. think we've even talked about on this show, this idea of these like adult stoner cartoons being super popular and everywhere. And I I would say that definitely there's mission creep uh, with parents and The Simpsons, whether they want there to be or not. But I mean, you're probably right that for most families, it's just this kind of ever present marketing situation. Mm -hmm. But I think there might also be a little sort of, you know, they don't know what's going on here. And it's a cartoon. I don't know. I mean, I hope kids are not watching Rick and Morty. That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Rick, 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 Rick. Uh, (laughs) Appy James. It's so funny. Just go look it up on YouTube, everyone. It's hysterical. Appy James writes in on a new meme and says, hey, Tom and Molly, I have to catch up on a few episodes. But if it hasn't been said yet, I think I'm seeing a new thing. Memes that took the how it started versus how it's going meme and then basically updated it to my summer and fall plans versus Delta variant. Ah, uh, yes. I've definitely seen that. Oh, my that, God. For sure. I just saw one of those today posted by the lady who plays Elvira, and it was really funny. Really yeah. funny. It's a, it, that is a great natural evolution. Uh, that is that is 100% a thing, Offy James. You nailed it. Yep. Well done. Without a doubt. Like, Virgilian percent. Uh, Joe Hood, speaking of thing formation. Oh, wait, it's your turn. But it <laughs> no, is yeah, thing I mean, formation. go for it. It's fine. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I just got excited. Joe Hood wrote in on some thing formations from the world. <laughs> he said, I went out into the world on vacation last week and wanted to share some thing confirmations in the wild along with a thing cross contamination. On our beach trip, we experienced. Breakup songs constantly on the car ride across Check. radio stations and genres. Check. Crocs on so many feet. Two Check. checks. A craft store with a half sold out resin art display. Three checks. And we were greeted at our destination by a charcuterie board set up yes! by our relatives. <laughs> I'll give you part two of the email. Since yes, I Joe says here. all things all verified across state lines. The cross contamination is this. Remember those chuggy signs? The loopy font from those signs with the extra wavy lines off everything has started showing up in other places. The numbers on a beach house, the sign outside a coffee shop, and an ad in the local paper. Maybe this is just a beach town phenomenon, but I fear we may see that font spread farther and farther if we're not careful. Oh, we totally will. It's like the live, laugh, love font. It's, I mean, and that, that's a lot of times how these typefaces spread, right? If somebody's like, Ooh, look at that font in the chuggy thing. I'm going to use that in my ad in the paper. Right. And then somebody sees it in the paper, like, that's a cool font. Let me use it in the sign on my beach house. And then it's, yeah, it's a virus. And it's all over. It's not the, uh, yes, Sharon Marie in the Discord says it's the Etsy seller font, that too. It's literally like it's that whole family mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of cutesiness. I wonder if there is just a name, like an all-encompassing, I mean, I guess that name is Chugi. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> but I was wondering if there was sort of an all-encompassing name for the trend that is all of that kind of like live, laugh, love and the inspirational signs and the beach font and you know, other than Chugi. yeah, the, like the wine a, mom culture, the adjacent. wine mom culture, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like that's a whole genre, yeah, 
It is. It's a, it's a, it's a, uh, a, a style. Yeah. Yeah. For lack of a producer, Rich says millennial sadness. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it is. Yeah. Maybe it's all part of wine mom culture. Maybe that's the way to go. Cause that's a really good and hilarious mm-hmm. and all too true. term. <laughs> Another great Saturday Night Live skit, the haircut. It's basically that too. Speaking of hilarious and all too true, uh, our shout outs are for people at the very top level of our Patreon. If you back us at the top level, you get shouted out every episode. And unlike other podcasts, you know, like Daily Tech News Show just says your name. Yawn. Rich Straffolino goes the extra mile and creates a world in which your shout out exists. This week, that world is based on an ad for the 1974 AMC Gremlin. <laughs> 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 and it's all ready. Amazing. All right, here we go. The shout outs in the style of a 1974 AMC Gremlin ad. Relieve the James C. Smith shortage. Benjamin Forrest is the only U.S. subcompact patron with a standard six cylinder Joe Hood. Yet for all its engine, the patron is very easy on Mike Akins. Averages over 18 miles per Gabriel Cohen, depending on the way you drive. And Eric Duncan still out accelerates, weighs more, has a wider track, wider front seat, and wider back seat than any other Jake Woods in its class. If you want to know what else Louis St. Amour relieves, Lee Price <laughs> is one. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, My goodness, that took a turn. That's- <laughs> also, I love that 18 miles per Gabriel Cohen is considered like really saving gas back in oh, 1974. My good, I can't even believe they sold that car. Hold on, I'm looking it up. AMC Gremlin. I mean, a, a gallon of gas, uh, it'll cost you almost a quarter, folks. Yeah, you it need to get more. That, it was not that big a vehicle either. Oh, my oh, goodness. Oh, no, I had a friend who had a Gremlin. Uh, they, are, they are tiny little compacts. It's a subcompact with a six-cylinder. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it, that's all it is. That is and it was 18 miles per Gabriel Cohen. Unbelievable. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, patrons, for supporting us at any level, the shout out level, all the way down to that dollar a month. We love you for it. We are in these chairs every week because of you. Please uh, consider becoming a member of It's a Thing. You'll get access to our Discord where you can join us live for every recording, an ad free RSS feed with some bonus content in it, and more patreon.com slash it's a thing don't forget that email address folks i don't know why i suddenly sound like john f kennedy don't forget that but email us feedback at it's a thing dot me don't, don't you do dare. it because it's don't easy you do it because it's hard. you better you better email us we choose to do the things the other things tear down that wall Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.